Debbie and Veronica here, two successful creative entrepreneurs with a combined age of 120 years. I'm 55. And I'm 65. We have five children and three grandchildren between us. As a Gen Xer or Boomer, how do you thrive? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, and more. We passionately believe in a world where women feel good about life and themselves, knowledgeable about relevant actions that will help them to thrive. Have you ever thought, if I only knew? Then come along with us on this journey. Hey girls, welcome back to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica. We are so excited to have Megan back with us today to talk about hormones. Yeah, so welcome back. Thank welcome you. back. Thanks We're so glad to have you. Just a reminder, Megan is a PharmD, so she's got lots of great information for us. So today we're going to talk a little bit about hormones, a little more about hormones. You spoke to us uh, a couple episodes be before mm-hmm. about bioidentical hormones. And so now I think what I'm hearing, in ter- what we're both hearing in mm-hmm. terms of feedback is, well, what hormones are we talking about? Mm-hmm. What, are, what hormones? are the hormones? What are yes. hormones? What's the name? What does it Why mean? Why do I need to replace you know, them right. as I get older? What's the scoop yeah. on that? So yeah. can you help educate our audience to what are the hormones and then why we get in trouble and what does that end up showing up as in our lives? Sure, sure. So hormones are actually a very, you know, complicated set of molecules, you know, flowing throughout our body. Um, We have all different types of hormones in there. We have our sex hormones, which are the ones that we um, primarily think of when we're talking about menopause and perimenopause. We've got our progesterones, our estrogens, our DHEA, our testosterones. And then we have other hormones in our body. Thyroid is actually a hormone, um, which a lot of people don't realize. Um, And then we have cortisol, uh, adrenal-type hormones all in in our body. And all of these three different pieces all play a role, you know, together. They're all interlapping and intersecting with each other to play, um, you know, these these very important roles. And I tell people, you know, you have to – you have to get one one part of your hormone system right, you know, say it's your sex hormones, and then you have to work on your thyroid and then your adrenals because they're all interconnected. Um, and it's a lot. It can be overwhelming yeah, for some people. So, Megan, what age would you say women would start needing to look at what their hormone levels are for, let's say, the estrogen, progesterone, and Testosterone. testosterone. I yeah. thought that was a mammogram. That, yeah, that's a crazy thing. Yeah, yes. women need it. So, you know, honestly, I have seen women in their 20s who are perimenopausal. Yeah. Honestly, it's one of those things you have to listen to your body. You know, you preach this over and over again. Listen to your body. Look at the signs and symptoms that you're having. If it's not right, go talk to somebody, you know, get this fixed. Don't suffer on with these symptoms. Um, you know, I've, I've seen women, like I said, perimenopausal in their 20s. I've talked to women in their 60s who haven't hit menopause yet. You know, it runs the gamut. Yeah. So listen to your body, pay attention to the signs and symptoms, and don't wait too long to seek out help. That's you know, awesome. um, but uh, so I think the average age, you know, most women start going into perimenopause, um, you know, in their mid to late forties. Um, and then, you know, menopause can range anywhere, you know, for women from, you know, a year to years, you know, the true definition of, 
um, menopause is not having a cycle for a full 12 months. So that is the medical community's definition right. of menopause. Okay. So like for me, I was perimenopausal in my early 40s. Mm -hmm. And in my early 50s, every year I would have one period mm -hmm. every December. I would have one, one period, okay, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. one for the year. So I would yeah. start the clock all yeah. over again. That's right. That's right. So now I'm 55 and I'm postmenopausal for almost three years. Three years now. Yeah. 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 So, um, so when we're talking about menopause, like I said, the the main hormones we're going to talk about are progesterone, estrogen, DHEA, and testosterone. So when you're breaking those down, um, you know, progesterone, we'll, we'll start with that. So I call that the happy hormone. Um, so that's the one. Um, progesterone is good for sleep. Progesterone is good for anxiety. Um, progesterone is good for mood fluctuations. Um, you know, I have women come to me and, and, you know, they tell me that they're they're anxious and they're stressed and they're on Xanax and they're on Lexapro and they're on all these, these medications. And I'm like, Oh, you just need a little bit of progesterone. I was going to say, yes. I, you see over medication with other drugs, yes. but there's not enough attention paid exactly. to what the role of, say, progesterone is. And like, give a sleeping pill, yes. you know, these things that are highly addictive versus let's check what the progesterone level yes. is and see how we can manage that. Yes, okay. a, much, a much better option than some of these, you know, hardcore pharmaceutical drugs that are out there that have some really nasty side effects, too. Um, so, uh, progesterone, we've got our happy hormone progesterone. Um, next, um, are the estrogens. There's three different types of estrogens, um, floating through our body and estrogens are primarily responsible for, um, helping with the hot flashes and the night sweats that women will experience going through, through menopause. Um, so getting back to the three different estrogens, the one estriol, which is E3, um, they've actually done clinical studies, and that has been shown to be um, protective against different types of cancers. It has oh, been shown to um, help uh, with recurrent urinary tract infections wow. in older women, which are really common in, in postmenopausal women. Um, so we, we love the estrogens. Um, and then we've got testosterone. So testosterone, obviously, we all know that that can be helpful for libido, but also, you know, a lot of women, as you're going through menopause, you're, you, you start to experience that, um, fatigue, that tired feeling. Yeah. Always tired. Um, yes. Like never, never getting enough sleep, no matter what. Yes. Um, so testosterone can be very helpful, um, in, in, in making you feel better and, and increasing sex drive and helping with, um, muscle, um, development. I've heard also with belly fat and some of the loss of weight when we tend to have that middle, yes. which again is carbohydrate, sugar, those uh -huh. things, but also there's a hormonal piece to that, correct? Absolutely. 100%. And which testosterone, mm -hmm. all, actually all of the hormones uh -huh. are involved. And cortisol, sure. Right. Adrenals. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But um, I hear a lot of women say, but if I take testosterone, when I grow a mustache or a beard? <laughs> yes, I get that all the time. <laughs> women come in, that's the first thing they ask. Right. Oh my gosh, am I going to grow an Adam's apple now? Right. So what I, I, you know, always reassure them is, you know, you're, you're seeing 
you know, a, a practitioner who knows what they're doing, who specializes, you know, in these hormones. And from a compounding pharmacist standpoint, we're not going to dispense a dose to you that, that we think should be a, a man-sized dose is Good. what we would call, right. call it. Um, yeah. So, so you, you've got a lot of people, you know, looking out okay. for your best right. interest there. Um, you know, when it comes to that, but yes. And I tell women too, sometimes they will notice an increase in acne or an increase in yes. facial hair growth yes. when they're on testosterone. That's a sign your dose might be too high. Mm. So again, pay attention to your body, pay attention to the signs and symptoms. Your skin's getting oily. You're starting to break out. Let's lower your testosterone dose. Yeah. Yeah, because I think you could still feel better. I've had that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, in which, you know, if, and I'm a te- very Italian, so um, that's something, facial hair, something oh, I grew yes. up with when I was uh-huh. young. Um, and so, yes, lower, I'm much more, and if you are sensitive, sometimes heritage, genetics mm-hmm. will make you more sensitive sure. to that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, again, pointing out, don't stop it, because I made the mistake. I had to stop it, because at one point, I was getting hair around underneath uh-huh. my eyes, uh-huh. and okay, I'm going to look like a gorilla soon. So <laughs> yeah. that's not happening. Anyway. <laughs> But I think you, you make a valid point in that, you know, you have to understand your genetics, what's happening, mm-hmm. what's different. And maybe you don't have to stop it. You don't have to say, I can't use testosterone because I have more facial hair. Well, maybe they can like adjust the dose Absolutely. and you can still gain the benefits. Mm-hmm. So don't just mm-hmm. shut it down, which yeah. I did in the past. And since then have been reeducated to... Yes. No, Deb, you don't need that high dose. We mm-hmm. can do lower doses, and it's a much better thing. Yep, much, much better. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, I think we already, we touched on progesterone for sleep. So yes. we're going to talk about sleep yes. later. Yes. Yes. Really Part kind two. Of, yes. yes. Right. Really right. go more into sleep. Um, but progesterone is a wonderful hormone to help women who are having issues with sleeping. And um, what we, we like to do is um, a sustaining release progesterone. Um, to help get you through the night and, and keep you asleep. Now, I do also have women um, who have trouble falling asleep. And so for them, an immediate release estrogen where it kind of all hits your system at once and knocks you out, sometimes that's a better option yeah. for those women. And then you've got the women that say, well, I fall asleep just fine, but I'm waking up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, yep. and they can benefit mm-hmm. from more of a sustained release sustained that's going to cover them through the night. Right out. So, right. Um, what do you, okay, so um, the people probably know, well, how do you get these hormones? Are they pills? Are they creams? Are they, yeah. um, you know, do they have to always be compounded? Is yeah. it a combination of things? It's a what is, yeah, there's what lots is your of experience? different options out there um, in terms of you can do compounding and then you can just do, you know, regular um, uh regular retail prescriptions too. So we touched on earlier in the first podcast when I came in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. So what does that mean? That means you're getting hormones that are the exact same chemical structure of the hormones your body makes. So you can get that through a compounding pharmacy. There are a few regular retail products that you get at your regular CVS and Walgreens that are also considered bioidentical. So um, there is an estradiol patch, which Mm. is one of the three types of estrogen. Okay. Okay. So you can put an estradiol patch on. So that's what we call a transdermal form of estrogen. Um, There is a... um, a progesterone capsule that's out on the market. It is made with peanut oil. So a lot of people have to be careful. So you do have Mm -hmm. to be careful. So I have a lot of women who have peanut allergies. They wind up getting their progesterone compounded because of that. So, but there are a few bioidenticals out there 
Um, I believe there's also some some sprays and, and and vaginal creams out there now too that are 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 yes. considered bioidentical. So it, it doesn't necessarily have to be compounded. The nice thing about compounding though is, you know, the manufactured products are kind of more of a one size fits all when it right. comes to right. dosing. With the compounding, you can really tailor that dose. Right. Um, so there's there's really no wrong way when you're starting out. You know, try one if it works for you. Try something else. The, I think the hardest thing when you're starting hormones is you have to be patient. Yeah. Well, it's not, you know, you can't have, no, you, you you know, you can't bottom out to zero. Is what when you realize, when you look at your numbers, when you get your, your numbers done, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a wake up call. I, I, Cause I've had them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, was, well, I don't feel good. I don't know why I'm crying all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, punky about a lot of things. And, and then they're <laughs> like, okay, well let's look at your hormones. Right. And you know, you, you forget about the hormones yeah. because when you're young, you know, hormones are just there. They're and happy. <laughs> right. Surging. Right. And, you, and like, so, but when you get older, you forget that that's even a part of life. Yeah. And uh-huh. so I think that part of what we're trying to show is this is an important part of that's life. That, that it's not like, okay, you get old and you have to be grumpy, no sex life, mm-hmm. uh, and feel miserable and not sleep. Okay. So that's not the way we're going to live. No. You don't have to live that way, and there's real opportunity here in knowing yeah. that getting your numbers done, yeah. or yeah. at least getting a sense of where they are and getting them to a new yeah. norm for you, yeah. um, sure. is it, important. Yeah, It is a process, though, and I tell yeah. women, listen, you didn't start feeling bad overnight. Yes, yeah, true. We're not going to fix you overnight. Right. Yeah. So, so what, what time period would you say, okay, so I'm, first of all, who do I go to? Sure. What, like, can I just Great go to point. my regular OBGYN to get these or do, is there a different kind of doctor I need to go yeah. to? Who's going to prescribe me compounding hormones? It's tough. It's tough. Um, you know, there, there are a handful of OBGYNs out there that, um, are, you know, more free thinking when it, when it comes to this, um, you know, some of them will just try and, and, and put you in a box and, and just write your prescription right, and kind of be on with you, right. you know, yeah, be, be done here. with you. Yep. Um, and then, so that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, okay. you can start with your general practitioner or your, or your regular OBGYN, just start that conversation, um, see how comfortable they feel with it. If they, if you're not getting a lot of good feedback from them or they're not really receptive to that, then call a compounding pharmacy. I mean, we work with practitioners all over and, and idea, can give good you, idea. Yeah. you know, the names and phone numbers of, right. of um, people who prescribe, you know, close to you where you live. Um, and, and, you know, the, the ones that, that are doing this, they're, they're very well versed. They've been doing it for years, you right. know, um, so it is important to go to someone who knows what knows. they're doing. Okay. Yeah. All definitely. right. So I found a great doctor. Sure. I've gotten my numbers mm-hmm. and I've started on a regimen. Mm-hmm. Is it a month? Is it six months? What, when do I expect that everything kind of regulates out? That's, and I know it's probably different for everyone, but. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I generally tell people, give it a good three to four weeks okay. before we talk about doing any kind of dosage adjustments. Now, granted, I've had women who started on a progesterone or an estrogen and two days later, they're 
running into the pharmacy yelling and screaming how great they feel. Oh, that's you awesome. know, after two that's days. A good, yeah, which is that's very a exciting. Thing. That's always yeah. exciting yes. when, when, you know, you For get sure. that like immediate gratification yes. from it. But um, it does take a couple weeks to build those levels up in your bloodstream to what we call the steady state levels. Okay. Right. Um, and, right. And until you really kind of start reaping the benefits from, from being on those hormones. So I, I, on, on a, a very, you know, three, three to four weeks, maybe even longer for some okay. people, even okay. six to eight weeks. I like to, you know, start low and go slow. Yeah. That's the yeah. best way to do it. And you don't want to shock your system and overload your system. Right. It's a bit of a long game. It's a bit of a, okay, yeah. I'm going to be happy for small, subtle changes. Yeah. Small, subtle changes mean I'm making progress. Mm-hmm. And you got to kind of like ride on that a little yeah. bit and say, okay, you know, yeah. let me just keep the thing is you can't just say, well, it just didn't work. Okay. Exactly. One week, two weeks. I hear right. people say this. Yes. It's like, well, my hot flashes aren't gone or my sex drive isn't improved. Well, you know, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. Right. Your body doesn't work that way. Everybody's body is no. different. They metabolize yes. these, these hormones yeah. differently. And yeah. you know, it, it, it can be, you know, some dosage adjustments, even for the first six months. Right. Yeah. So, but you know, you really have to be patient. So I say, be patient, right. stick with it, be regular with it. Yes. Um, you know, are there other things other than just our bodies going into perimenopause? Let's say we're in perimenopause or postmenopausal and we've mm-hmm. kind of got things regulated. Are there other things that can affect that where all of a sudden I don't feel right again? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and we'll talk about this more, you know, you've got, so we fixed our hormone piece, right? right? So now maybe we need to look at our thyroid piece, or now maybe we need to look at our cortisol piece. How are we eating? How are we exercising? Um, but also too, you know, it always comes back to food and exercise. It does. It does. Yeah. It's a balance. It is a balance. Um, but our bodies change. Our bodies are constantly changing. So, you, you know, we've got you on hormones and you've been on this great dose and you're, you're feeling awesome for the last two or three years. And then all of a sudden you feel like garbage again. Like what just happened? Well, guess what? Your body is changing again, you know, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And, and Can stress affect it. 100%. Okay. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So you go through a stressful event. Mm-hmm. You've been feeling great. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, why I yeah, feel terrible. That's why you have to have other treatments. Right. Yeah. And the, right. and the stress definitely yeah. affects more of the, you know, the cortisol yeah. and the right. adrenal right. end of, uh, again, but like we talked about, they're all intertwined, right. you know? Right. And so if, if one piece is off kilter, you know, it'll throw all the other ones off too. So if I go to the doctor, I find this great functional mm-hmm. wellness doctor and I go and I get my tests done and mm-hmm. let's say my estrogen progesterone are a little off, but my mm-hmm. cortisol's through the roof band. Yeah. Is that where I focus first then? That's a cortisol is a tough one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it's, it's a hard one. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely want to focus. I, I like starting. I feel like the hormones are a good, easy place to start. Gotcha. Estrogen good. And progesterone. Good. Okay. So good let, let's start on those sex hormones okay. first. Let, let's yes. get those working right because they're actually the easiest piece to deal okay. with yes. versus the adrenals or the thyroids. Okay. So I like doing that part first That's and then we'll, great. and then we'll start to work on the other pieces. And I agree with her a hundred percent. You know, I'm a person who is Hashimoto. So I have an mm-hmm. autoimmune disorder yeah. with thyroid disorder. I have long-standing stress from 32 years in practicing a nurse and now an entrepreneur for mm-hmm. okay. 10 years. So everything's all about the stress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my cortisol, I mean, it, I mean, I had adrenal fatigue beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you just have to, 
you, there is an answer and yeah. it does come, mm -hmm. but you have to be patient, right? Mm -hmm. You have to do whatever it takes to be patient and it will come. Stepwise. 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 And, don't, and let's, don't let, we can't fix everything. You can't fix it all. Yeah. Right? You can't. Right. I mean, and, and it's a, it's a matter of really achieve, again, it's achieving balance. It mm -hmm. also takes a willingness and it's not like it costs a million dollars, but it costs some money. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Always. to like an example, today I was getting ready to pay my bill yes. for my nurse practitioner yes. and it was 400 something. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I said, Oh no. I, I, and then I thought to myself, Timmy, are you crazy? What could you, what else could you do yeah. if your health wasn't right? It's right? If you didn't feel good, what could you do? Mm -hmm. You can't do anything. No. So, so if you, you have to, at some point, Make a pri make it a priority. Make yeah. yourself the priority. Make, make yourself, yourself the priority, priority, as you've said many yes, before. We love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make yourself the priority. Yeah. Take care of your health. Get I mean be a work in progress. Yes. Invest a little bit in yourself. Yes. Okay, you want to buy the fur little boo-boo thing jacket That's or right. whatever. Ah, you know, get the Sustain release progesterone right. first. I right. right. need that first. Yes. Okay. Yes. So those because you'll look cuter in it if you're. And you have to take right. them every day. You can't say, "Oh, I forgot a couple right. days. Oh, I don't want to do that anymore." anymore. It's consistency. It There's some basic true. discipline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things that have to go right, on and you can make a change. Percent. Percent. I know. So just one other thing that I've heard. You know, this is a little vain, but I've heard that estrogen has a lot to do with elasticity in the skin and the plumping. As we lose it, that's why our lips thin a little bit. That's why our cheeks sag a little bit. Absolutely. Is that true? 100%. Oh. So I have actually even seen estrogen face creams before to help with. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, I ha have seen, um, testosterone cream used mm -hmm. on the eyelids for, um, uh, as we start to age, you know, the, the dryness, the dryness on the eyelids, mm -hmm. um, even just, you know, putting a little bit on there once a week, if you're on just a testosterone right. cream and, and dab a little up there on your, on your eyelids for the dryness. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so then we could do a whole nother episode on the beauty, the beauty piece, uh, piece of sure. It. Absolutely. And yeah. also at some point we don't have time now cause we're closing, but the whole, the whole issue of testosterone and Alzheimer's yes. prevention mm -hmm. of Alzheimer's yes. care of 50 year old men yep. who had Alzheimer's and, and yeah. it scares Amazing. me. So I, but I understand yeah. Yeah. some of the, the, the studies that are out there. People are like, Oh no, you can't do it. But really it's key. Yes. What I'm reading. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, as they know about the topic, right? Yeah, right. Yes, it, right. it is. But you know, again, you have to remember quality of life, right? That's what it boils down to. You know, well, everything yeah. has a risk, right? It does. Sure. But your quality of life, you know, is, is that's all you have, that's right? Your health. It's, it's right. Your health is it. Yeah. That's great. So, oh, Megan is so awesome to have. Oh, you. we love it. Yes, I feel like we could talk to you for hours. Well, we actually hours. did a little bit before. We did. We did. We did. We better record. I know. Okay, we're gonna like capture all this yeah, good stuff because that's what we're doing. We're just sitting around a group of girlfriends, just yeah. talking about these things yeah. that are really important in our lives and sharing. And sharing. Well, guys, next week. We're going to have part two with Megan, and she's going to talk about sleep. Woo! Woo. Wahoo. Don't we all want that? Mm -hmm. So much. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, thank you so much. Thank you for having me And tell me us again. again, what are the four sex hormones? There's four, right? Yep. We're going to do estrogens.
progesterones, DHEA, and testosterone. That's what we're awesome. going to look at when we're checking your hormones. Okay. Thank you. Thank okay. you, Megan. All right. Thank you, Megan. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh my gosh, wasn't that so good? Megan, you're so awesome. I know you are. But you know what? We didn't talk about dry vaginas. Oh, that's his own whole app. We can do three episodes oh my God. on dry vaginas. And what vaginas. about like some bladder control? I heard you can go squirt. There's an estrogen up there that makes it all What? Oh my gosh. The daily squirt. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. Okay, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I Wait, Seriously. Uh, wait, wait, what? Are we still in the Oh, oh. Okay, that's enough. Here we go.